0: Welcome back. Bill Michael show. We continue on fourth hour of the program, and we are glad you're with us. Uh, I do want to go back. I, I want to I want to return to uh, uh, Joe Barry. Joe Barry, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, uh, at the podium talking to the media. And I just, because he's getting so many pieces back, if you're just tuning in, Darius Smith is back. Whitney Merciless is back. Jair is back. Everybody seems to be back defensively on that side of the football, and he's got a lot of pieces now to work with. So he's at the the podium talking to the media. Let's go back to Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Mike Popper.
1: Hey, Joe, hope all is well. Hi, Mike.
2: Um, with the opportunity to get some of these guys back, Jair, Zadarius, Whitney, how do you get a handle on just – how many snaps they can handle in a game when they've been out for so long. Like what, what's, what's sure. the process in terms of figuring out maybe what that workload could be if yeah. they're available to, to step back in and play?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think uh, that's exactly what it is. We're, we're right in the middle of the process. And I think a, a big part of that process um, is what we were able to do yesterday, what we're able to do to t- uh, today, and then you know finishing up the week tomorrow. I think that will that that's that's at least given me uh, and and our entire staff you know a little bit of a gauge on where they're at because you're right I mean um, these guys are incredibly gifted you know um, specimens that you know I don't care how talented they are and how physically gifted they are they you know they've they've been away from you know job what's what's it been 14 weeks and with with Z it's been you know. Uh, you know, 16 or 17 weeks, you know, so uh, they've been away from it. And, and um, I don't care what you say, you know, your, your body has to get conditioned and hardened and you do that through practice. That, that, that's, that's why you practice. Um, Of course, it's to, you know, skill development and your eyes and your keys and footwork and all that, but it's also to, you know, to harden your body, to be able to go play the game of football, which, um, you know, it's the, it's the most physically violent sport there is out there. So, um, you said the process, I think that's a perfect word. Uh, we're in the, we're, we're still in the early stages of the process, but I like where we're at, um, at least yesterday and today and get another good day tomorrow. Uh, and I think that will allow us to have, uh, you know, uh, uh, at least solidify our plan going into game week next week.
2: Tom Silverstein.
1: Hi, Joe. Hi, Tom. How are you, man?
3: Good, good. It's nice to be on a recliner instead of those stupid seats in the auditorium. Yeah, but I
1: I, 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 miss you guys face-to-face. Yeah, we do, too. But it's good to see you, at yeah. least, on this TV.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, my question was, I'm sure through training camp, even though you didn't have him, you had all kinds of packages for Zadarius uh,
4: and thoughts about how to use him. And Absolutely. And you showed some of them against New Orleans yeah but is it too late now to come back to some
3: some things you really need to work on those longer than you have um, or can you still implement some of them
1: yeah you know we, we actually really never even got to you know because that was uh you know his availability going all the way back to the New Orleans game from a preparation standpoint was you know it was highly questionable you know all through the week so Um, But to answer your original question, you know, there's, there's there. I mean, Z is an incredible player and does a lot of things well, but there, there's some specific things that we'll, we'll do with him. um, You know, once we get into the game plan, you know, we still don't even know who we're playing right now, you know, which, which is, which is crazy, but that's the, um, you know, it is what it is, but yes, we, we will, you know, obviously we'll get into some game plan, um, and some situational stuff specifically for him. Absolutely. Mike Clemens?
2: Joe, after the Lions game, Amonra St. Brown said just before that first trick play that went for 75 yards, he could hear from the Green Bay sideline guys saying, 14's going to get the ball, 14's going to get the ball. So it's clear your guys are watching the tape of the Atlanta game where they ran that play. Sure. Uh, but it, instead, he flips it back to Kennedy. Yeah. Throws it to his uh, receiver. What oh, was your message? I, I was I was one guys?
1: of the I was one of those guys yelling that that fourteen is going to get the ball. You know, because it was I mean it it was it really was it was great design by them. Um, they were in a they were in what we call 0-1 personnel. With there, there's not even a running back on the field. You know, it's one tight end and four and four receivers, which you instantly think you know conventionally that oh it's going to be an empty formation. Um, but then they were able to create a three by one formation and put a wide receiver in the backfield. Uh, and the, the previous times that they had ever shown that they had just run a little, you know, counter play handoff, uh, to 14. So we absolutely were and and that's the thing guys, when, when, and I don't, I don't call them trick plays. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a football play and in football, um, especially defensive football, which is so reactionary. Um, you have to apply the defensive call. You have a rule, you have a technique, uh, based on, you know, whatever the heck you're in, whether you're in man, whether you're in zone, whether you're a four man rush, a five man rush, whatever. Uh, and you have to apply that, that technique and that rule, uh, you know, to once the ball snapped, you just got to react. And, um, they They did a great job designing that play because you know, I think that's again why they are referred to trick plays because you know what transpired you know two seconds after the ball snapped, you know, we had no idea. but um that's that's where you have to you know, when you play defensive football, you have to you have to follow your rules. you have to be disciplined with your eyes and you have to play rules football because you have no idea. the offense knows what the play is, the defense doesn't. so, um, it, it was it was great design, and, uh, you know, like I said, it was – but I, 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 I was one of those guys that were yelling. When he heard 14's getting the ball, you know, we were all yelling it. And 14 did get the ball, but then he freaking pitched the ball. So uh, – but, no, it was, it was a uh, – you know, you just yeah, – in, in those situations when those things happen, whether it's a, a double pass, a reverse pass – uh, they got us on a flea flicker late in, late in the game again you have to rely on your rules and just dis- having discipline eyes uh, you know because defensive football everything's built for if you follow your rule you should be able to at least be in position uh, and they they obviously got us on those two plays you know it was a 120 yards and, and two touchdowns which unfortunately ended up being the uh, you know the deciding factor in the game.
3: Jason Wildie Hey Joe, thanks for doing this. Yeah, um, Jace, good uh, seeing you, man. Yeah, it's great to be seen. Uh, I'm glad Spoon is comfy in his recliner. Um, following back uh, on. Spock
1: Wait, is that is that Tom's on... nickname, Spoon?
3: Yeah. Okay. See, we this is what happens when we don't get to spend time together. Gotcha. You learn all these
1: things. Yeah, I thought I knew you guys.
3: Uh, so now, Spot, that's my Spot.
1: Right? Okay.
3: Um, following up on his question. Well, that makes
1: sense. I still don't understand Spoon, but we'll we'll that that's that's for another time.
3: Okay. Um, my questions are long enough as they are, so let me get to the point. Um, so following up on his question about you talked about getting guys in shape. Look, I can't imagine there are drawbacks to getting a zadarius Smith and a Jair Alexander back. They're two of your studs. Yeah. But are there challenges of figuring out exactly how to use them? Are there continuity challenges that you have to figure out? What are the Again, not drawbacks, but what are the things that you do have to figure out beyond the physical of how many snaps they can handle?
1: I, I think that's that's it starts and ends right there. I think that's the that's the toughest challenge, uh, you know, because again, the 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 enticing part of it from a coach's standpoint, when you're dealing with, uh, you're not talking about just a player or even a starter. You know, you're talking about Pro Bowlers. You're talking about elite players that have. Played at an incredibly high level their entire career. Uh, so, of course, selfishly as a coach, you know, you, you want, if, if you got two guys like that, you want those two to be part of your 11, you know, all the time. Uh, and I think that's where we just have to be smart. Uh, and again, as I, I keep referring to, you know, what we've been able to accomplish the last two days, yesterday and today and then tomorrow, you know, I think we have to see where they're at because, uh, you know, of course, we're, we're going to want them out there to be able to perform at the level that, you know, we're used to seeing 55 and 23 perform at. Uh, and what that magic number is, um, you know, I w- we're in the process of, of still finding out. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to, you know, everybody that's involved, you know, Flea and, uh, and Gizzy, you know, they, they do a great job with these guys. From a training room standpoint, from a weight room standpoint, you know, from a rehabilitation standpoint, from a conditioning standpoint, you know, these are all things that factor in. But now it's different when the ball snapped and you got to go, you know, you got to take on a 300-pound man, or you got to cover a guy that runs 4-3 and then tackle him when he has the ball, or or make a play. Um, And again, that that, those are we talked about the process earlier. Um, Those are all things that we're still in the process of working through, but. Um, I, I, I love where we're at. We're not even in game week yet. And at least we've gotten to see these guys the last two days, you know, practice with us and be out on the grass today in full pads. Uh, it was, it was great to see. It was exciting.
2: Bill Huber. Yeah, Joe, going back to the trick plays or not trick plays, but you know, what you had a different word for him, but it's, it's a copycat league. Do you expect to be tested by more of that kind of stuff? here in a
1: week and a half? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I think those plays, whether you call them trick plays or gadgets, uh, you know, every single offense, if you, if you went to all 32 uh, offensive playbooks in the National Football League, they have a section on that. They, they, they have those things. So, again, um, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be potentially ready for, you know, a drop back pass or a traditional handoff or a gadget play, you know, every time the ball snapped and that's that that's the thing. Like I keep saying, when you're when you play a reactionary position, which defense is, um, you know, you got to get the call. You got to you know got to play your technique. You got to have disciplined eyes because uh, you truly have no idea what's coming, um, you know, when the ball snapped. So, of course, I mean, every offense has them and you got to be ready for them at all times.
3: Last one, Mark Daniels. Hey, Joe, I'm glad. Good to see you. Um, hey, Mark. Yeah, uh, about reactionary, When in your experience when guys come back after missing a lot of time, do those reactions come back instantly? Does it take a series or two, a game or two? And with Zedarius and Ja in particular, you know, this isn't just a regular season game they're coming back, and this is a playoff game, sure. and those reactions have got to be on point. No doubt. Uh, or it's, uh, it's the end of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think when you're dealing with, with players at the caliber that they are um, – they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at um, without just having unbelievable instincts and awareness, uh, you know, God-given ability that I call it. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think as a player, I really, I really don't I, don't. I don't think you ever, when you're to that level, when you're an elite player like the two of them are, um, the instincts and awareness. I don't think you ever lose that. the The thing that's that's different is you know the conditioning, uh, and not only just not only just the, the cardio part of it, I'm talking about your, you know, your body's being in condition. And like I said before, that that's why I'm a firm believer. You go through, you go through OTAs, you go through training camp, you go through practice, you know, four days a week to harden your body, to get it in football playing shape. Uh, and those are the things that we simply, you know, time is not on our side right now, because again, they've they've missed time because of injury. But Um, I don't think there's ever, you know, I don't think when you're, when you're a player like Z or a player like Ja, you don't ever lose that, that awareness or instinct or feel. Um, but you definitely have to get into, you know, the, the, the proper playing shape and the proper playing feel for your body. Um, and again, that's where, that's where I think where we have to come into play and we have to decide, okay. Okay you know, where, where is this guy at? And we're still in that process of figuring that guy at, fi- figuring that out with, you know, where that magic number is on, you know, how many plays um, that they can go. And like I said, we're going to um, that – that is our job to figure out what that magic number is. And, you know, when you got two great players, we're, we're going to get them on the field as much as they can handle.
0: There you go. Joe Barry, he was talking to the media and going over – Everything, basically, uh, regarding the defense and uh, trying to get guys ready that are coming back, and hopefully all these guys are ready to be activated. It, it sh- should be interesting. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a, a quick break. And um, Mo Drayton, special teams coordinator at the po- – I want to listen to this too. I, I know it might be a little bit boring, but these are things that are very, very pertinent as this team t- takes a good self-scouting look at itself. So let's do this. When we, We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Mo Drayton. The uh, the special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. When we come back, stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on, and uh, we just heard from Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, getting a lot of guys back. You know what that means when you start getting guys back and starters coming back? That means the depth starts to build up on your special teams. And I think it's pertinent. Uh, we listen to Mo Drayton. Mo Drayton, the special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, The special teams have been so problematic for the team almost all season long. And he's at the podium addressing questions right now. Let's take a listen. Go
4: ahead, right. Kyle. Hey, Mo, how are you? Hey, Kyle. Uh,
2: I want to go back to that last drive of the game versus the Lions. I mean, you guys are playing from behind, only down a touchdown, under a minute to play, and then Amari Rogers brings the ball out of the end zone. Um, So instead of having it at the 25, you now have it at the 22, and that might not seem that big of a deal, but – Bringing it out of the end zone sheds seven seconds off the clock when you guys are playing behind and time necessarily isn't on your side. I'm curious. um, And and of course, that doesn't matter in hindsight because, you know, Jordan Love threw the interception. But I'm curious if this was planned for Amari to bring it out or if there was an awareness issue on the play or what the thought process was bringing that ball out.
4: It's absolutely huge issue. Uh, We do not want to bring the ball out in that situation. We want to keep the ball in at all costs. Um, Sometimes young returners get lost as far as where they are. That ball came off kind of funky. Uh, It did not have the traditional trajectory. So if you notice, he came forward only to go back and uh, uh, he lost where he was. But absolutely, you have to have the wherewithal. You have to have uh, that spatial awareness to know uh, the situation, know that you're in the box. Uh, these are things we talked about in practice. So it was a great teachable moment for him and everyone else that was on the team. So that that was huge. It's 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 not, it, it wasn't glossed over. Thanks. Rob Domofsky. Hi, Molly, you got me? Yes, sir.
3: Hey, there's a few of us on this call that have been around a long time. And, and when, when Mike Holmgren was here and, and even some other coaches, they would get to the playoffs and they would use everybody on special teams Starters, you know, whoever, I realize the game's different now, but is there any more inclination to do that now that, you know, it's it's in a do or die situation?
4: Yeah, we always want to use whoever's available to us. Uh, uh, whoever's available to us, we will use them and uh, excited about using them. Mike Spofford.
2: Hey Mo, um we saw obviously uh Ty Summers getting back on the practice field this week. Um I you know don't know necessarily if he will be available for the playoffs, but uh but if he is, uh what do you think he can uh bring to the units if he's back out there
4: obviously he brings uh experience to the units uh, he is one of our leaders and uh he's done a great job uh the the past few weeks of of uh, in the classroom of leading and and using teachable moments and echoing some of the coaching uh from his vantage point and from the guy's vantage point so having him back on the field would be huge ryan wood
2: on the extra point, it, it looked like the snap and hold were, were pretty good. Is that just one that that Mason just missed, yeah. or is there something?
4: You know? Operation was awesome. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, yeah, operation was awesome from that standpoint. Mason, he towed the ball and he missed it, so that that is on Mason. Mark Daniels. Hey Maurice, how you doing? Hey Mark. Uh,
3: good to see you. Uh, you know, now that David's off, kind of the reserve COVID, uh, and he sure displayed sure hands for you uh are you inclined to get him back in the return
4: uh, once again, whoever's available to us, that's who we'll use. I will tell you, he he, he catches the ball very naturally. Amari's catching the ball very well. Uh, the question came up uh, last week, uh, who else do you have in the bullpen? Uh, we have several other guys right now that's catching the ball at a high level, uh, and it, it's good to have these guys available and up and uh, ready to rock and roll. So uh, once we find out who our opponent is and uh, we know who's up uh, – uh, we, we feel like we have some choices now, and that's a good thing.
3: Bill Huber.
2: Hey, Mo, how you doing? Hey, Bill. Hey, um, what do you think of your punt return? You've had, I think, I want to say seven returns of 15 yards. You've had back-to-back games of 20-something. It seemed like you figured out something there.
4: Yeah, I tell you what, the guys uh, are doing a good job on the outside, first of all. Uh, Razul Douglas uh, does a great job at the corner spot controlling their gunners. Uh, Stokes uh, has been a part of that as well, along with Ike uh, and and a few others. So it starts with those guys on the outside, and then interiorly, uh, these guys have done a good job with their holdups. In addition to that, since we've pressured a lot more, you know, teams are are in the protection mode, uh, so they're they're protecting before they get out, which is allowing us to have a little more room in separation to get started. Steve McGargie.
2: It looks like you're probably gonna have Randall Cobb back for the playoffs. Would he be one of those options as a return man as well? Or is he kind of focusing exclusively on offense for the postseason?
4: No, Randall, if he's up and he's, uh, and, and he's available to, uh, to the game day roster, he is definitely an option.
2: Clemens.
4: You're on mute, uh, Mike. As you,
2: you, you guys won a lot of close ball games this year, but as you get into the postseason, is there any more emphasis on your onsides return and onsides kick squads?
4: Yes, sir. We have a, a, a system and a routine on how we uh, practice those and when we practice them. Uh, the, the emphasis is not heightened. Uh, it's just a continuation of what we've been doing and what we've been preparing all year. Yes, sir. Ryan Wood.
3: It's been a, a pretty long season for you with a lot to, you know, it seems every week stuff to, to, to coach up and, and correct and fix. Um, Where's your level of confidence now that you've gotten to the end of this regular season and, and this, your special teams units being ready to go for the playoffs?
4: Well, the level of confidence has never wavered. Uh, it has always been a process. Uh, we knew going in with our, what our challenges would be, and it was our goal to just try to get a little bit better each and every week. It was also our goal to keep that locker room intact, keep the young men intact who we have and keep them in a positive mindset. Uh, Somebody was teasing me a few weeks ago about being positive Pete. uh, And that was the approach we took. So we're very confident going forward. uh, And we feel good about the upcoming opponents, uh, uh, who who, who we could face. And uh, we're excited to continue to get better each week um, as well um, the way we have been the last uh, few weeks. Kyle,
2: go ahead. Hey Mo, you just mentioned how you got. You said that you wanted the guys to kind of just keep together in the locker room. How close is this unit, um, you know, in the locker room?
4: Uh, it's very close, and uh, it, it's gotten closer over the week, especially in the middle portion of the season uh, where things weren't necessarily going a- as the plan. Um, uh, the beautiful part is they could see in the classroom how close we re- really were. So the uninitiated to those who may not study it as much, it just looks like a disaster. But when those guys dissect and exog the film and understand the film, they're like, man, guys, we're right there. And they want to do it not for themselves. Now they want to do it for each other. And that's the beautiful thing of a lot locker room I was telling a coach uh, the other day that uh, one thing about coaching the beautiful thing about coaching is when you see the switch go on in certain individuals when uh, when what you see in them they they now see in themselves and just manifesting that so uh, we're encouraged going forward Absolutely. It's, uh, several guys come to mind, and I'll start with a guy who's not actually on our units, but his give a care meter about special teams is very high, and that's Alan Lazard. Uh, you know, he's not on our units actively, but he comes to the meetings, he pays attention, uh, he gives his input. So, uh, guys like that have been a, a big encouragement uh, for those units to get and to continue to get better. Mark Daniels.
3: Yeah, Mo, I just got one more. Uh, advantages, disadvantage to the special teams kicking game in a really cold game.
4: Yes. Well, obviously, uh, in a really, really cold game, and, and that's what is being projected right now, you're going to lose five to seven yards off off your distances. Um, also, uh, any time handling the ball, whether it's the, the holders, whether it's the actual punter himself, uh, you, you have to make sure that our hands are nice and warm and, and – utilize some tricks of the trade to make sure we have grip on the ball same with the returners who are returning so um we're used to it though uh this is our this is our element we practice outside we love being outside and we're going to use it to our advantage and there's there's just no
3: way an arizona and la or a warm weather team can replicate that
4: it would be very hard to replicate it. Um, you know, being from the South originally, we would try to come up with different uh, ideas and things to replicate that. And you can't replicate what's here. This is this is different. I think that's all we have for you, Coach. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys.
0: There you go, Mo Drayton, the uh, Packers special teams coordinator. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, at the podium and. I don't know if you got a lot out of that, but uh, you know, with all of these guys coming, he kept saying, "Well, whoever's is av- whoever is available to us." He's not naming starters. They're not giving you the depth of insight as to what their plan is. But uh, a couple of things we did get out of that exactly what we talked about during the post game show the other day. The miss of the of the uh, the uh, the PAT uh, with um, Mason Crosby was on Mason. Uh, The the process was good, as he said. It was just a miss. And I thought it was at the time, too, just looking at the actual setup. So we had talked exactly about that. Uh, It's exactly what we said uh, coming out of the postgame show. Uh, He talked about the depth, talked about the return game, who may or may not be returning. Moore is now coming back off of the COVID list. Moore has had some big returns. He kept going back to Amari Rogers. So maybe they're leaning in that direction and not using Moore, who's been so in that one game with the Green Bay Packers, was so exciting. And maybe going back to Amari Rogers, who at times has had some skittish hands, but he said Amari's catching the ball better. He also talked about awareness, time management, going back to the end of that game the other day over in Detroit. So some interesting things there to, to kind of nosh on a little bit. Uh, let's do this. We're gonna step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show. A couple of segments yet to go. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back, Bill Michael the Show. We continue on. Glad you're with us. Thanks so much uh, for hanging out with us today. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, uh, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, You can hit us up over on Twitter, at Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all those places, and uh, track us down. Hey, by the way, some breaking news out of Major League Baseball. Nothing, nothing different, Unfortunately. Uh, Jeff Passan uh, uh, covers Major League Baseball and uh, does it for uh, ESPN, Uh, wrote for Yahoo for a long time as well. Uh, Baseball labor update. No deal. There never was going to be one today, by the way. Uh, But Major League Baseball made a proposal. uh, And as you would think, the players went, eh, whatever. Uh, It was not positive. Uh, few on either side expected there to be a positive reaction. The question is how soon Major League Baseball Players Association actually brings a counter offer to the table. Spring training, uh, the start time now, as Jeff Passan puts it, is in peril. Just an FYI, the start of spring training is now in, per- in peril. <clears throat> there you go. 877 867 If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. But, yeah, the start of spring, which we kind of figured. We knew that was coming, right? Knew it was coming at some point. That just wasn't going to be something that, uh, that everybody was going to be excited about. But Major League Baseball is... And I wrote this a little while ago. It always takes the midnight hour or a big loss of cash to actually get a deal done. Right now, the facilities are closed. Players aren't reporting yet. You are right as of today, really as I think of yesterday, you're about a month away from pitchers and catchers. You're about a month away. So in the next week or two, you are you're going to get there you're going to get there 8778671670 877 by the way speaking of a little baseball uh talking baseball put out a list of things that still haunt fan bases talks about the a's trading y- Yenis espespes for john lester Um, It goes back, but in the Brewers' side of things, as recently as 2019, Trent Grisham's error in the outfield during the wild card game. Remember that? I do. Allowing the run to score, that ultimately cost him the game. There you go. So a little Brewers news. At At least it brings you a little bit of a warm feeling, right, that maybe, maybe, There could be baseball down the road or at least something that we can look forward to. But it's all Packers all the time. 877-867-1670. Max says, uh, Mo Drayton doesn't sound real sure of himself when he talks at the podium, does he? I never got the sense that I had a lot of confidence in what he was saying. It sounded like he was being told what to say by the head coach. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say that I don't believe what he's saying. I just think that there's a lot of uncertainty. He is very guarded right now. He know look, he'd be an idiot not to think that there is a level of consternation behind closed doors when it comes to the way the special teams unit has performed this season. Right? You'd have to be a moron. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you think if you walk up there with bravado. And go, yeah, we got this. No problem. You know, you're a moron. Because I think right now he's biting his nails. Please, God, don't let anything else go wrong. Please, God. Oh, my goodness. Please don't let anybody else drop a punt, drop a kick, commit commit a penalty. Please don't let the process be bad for Mason Crosby. Please don't let Mason miss anymore. Just whatever. Oh, my God. Because every time something goes wrong, it's just like, okay, there's just another check in the box for another game that they couldn't come out of it clean with special teams, right? Would you not assume, if you're looking at any changes in the coaching staff, short of a guy like Luke Getzky, Luke Getzy, or Nathaniel Hackett leaving for job offers, the only shakeup, the only real change we can probably guesstimate at this point in time on the Packers coaching staff going into next season would be a change at special teams? Would we not think that? That's been something that's been relevantly irrelevant all season long. It's been problematic. So, yes, I would assume that he's right now pretty guarded. And I'm I'm sure he's up there saying what he can without giving out any information so he doesn't go back to to Matt LaFleur and get get an ass chewing. But I'm sure he's sitting there just saying, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I'll answer your questions. Yes, uh, we try very hard every day. Next question. Yes, we look at the film and, uh, well, you know, there's a there's a time and a place for all of that and we understand that. And, you know, yes, there should be some time management and awareness and, yeah, we look at that every day. Uh, yes, uh, I'm going to church every Sunday morning. I'm saying novenas. I'm praying rosaries, praying to the Lord, Mother, and such uh, just to be able to get through the next day without any kind of blemishes on my record. Yes, thank you. Next question. Uh, yes, I have asked for uh, my coaching career's last rites. Yes, yes, I have. Thank you. Uh, that, that's it. I mean, right now, there's not much to, to say when you, it comes to special teams in Green Bay other than they've stunk all season long. So he's trying. I Look, hey, it, I give him an A for uh, enthusiasm and an A for effort. But the result has simply not been there. There's a lot of good people that are good people. And they know X's and O's, but they're not good coaches. And they get fired every day. And that might be the same uh, scenario up in Green Bay. For the end of the season.
3: Your special teams, units be ready to go for the playoffs.
4: Well, the level of confidence has never wavered. Uh, it has always been a process.
0: There you go. The level of confidence has never wavered, and it's always a process. That's like saying, so we woke up this morning, we thought about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, we knew
4: going in with our, what our challenges would be, and it was our goal to just try to get a little bit better each and every week.
0: Um, well, before the postseason, I would try to get a lot better. Just saying. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready.
3: Now, in Green Bay,
0: here's Mike Clemens.
2: The Packers holding another walk-through practice during their bye week in Green Bay. Several players back on the practice field coming off injuries. Jair Alexander, Randall Cobb, and even linebacker Zadarius Smith. But receiver Marquez Valdez-Scatling did not practice after suffering a back injury Sunday against the Lions in Detroit. And center and guard Lucas Patrick has been added to the team's COVID-19 reserve list, Matt LaFleur.
1: You know what you're going to get with Lucas. He's going to go out there and compete to the best of his ability on every snap. He never takes a playoff. He is everything that we want from a player within this organization, within our team. And he just brings just so much juice to our offense.
2: We got a chance to talk to rookie center Josh Myers, who started against the Lions. Myers back after missing 10 weeks. We asked him what caused the knee injury that sidelined him on the opening drive in the Bears game in Chicago back in October.
0: Yeah, I'm not not totally sure I'm going to release exactly what happened yet with the knee. Uh, I might wait until later for that. But the good news is, I felt great during Detroit. I was moving really well, uh, and I was able to get that first half in and and felt pretty good.
2: Aaron Rodgers was at practice and afterwards was asked what are his plans for the rest of this bye
1: week.
0: Rest. Rest. I mean, uh, I'm about to go home.
1: It's pretty freaking sweet, (laughs) so I'm going to enjoy this rest uh i still
3: like i'm sure many people hopefully it's not just me i mean i still got semi messy house post you know christmas and new year's and um it's the end of the season so you don't have time for that so i'm gonna clean my house i'm gonna rest i'm gonna read some books and i'm gonna relax that's what i'm getting out of this week
2: that's aaron Rodgers in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show
0: Well, here's news. So you tell me. You tell me here. Is this great news or is this just a ginormous jinx at this point? CBS Sports has put together through simulation the playoff brackets. They've done it all. Here you go. Wild card weekend. Raiders, Bengals. Raiders get the win. Take the Raiders five and a half points. Uh, New England Buffalo Buffalo they say getting the win um they take the bills 24-14. Philadelphia Tampa Bay Philadelphia getting an eight getting eight and a half they say take the Buccaneers 27 23 uh, 49ers Dallas most likely not. uh d- there you go uh they say that uh, the outcome uh most likely going to be the uh, the Dallas Cowboys getting the win- or excuse me the 49ers getting the win 30 27. Uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City getting the win 28 17. Then you got Arizona and the Rams, and it goes on from there, and they pick the Rams. As it goes down, divisional, ra- uh, divisional round Raiders, Tennessee uh, they, those two teams play. They got the Titans winning, the Bills at Kansas City, the Chiefs winning, San Francisco at Green Bay, the Packers winning. Uh, 26-20, the Rams at Tampa Bay. The Rams then winning 33-25. The championship round, Kansas City and Tennessee. They've got Kansas City winning 30-27. The Rams on the road at Green Bay. They've got the Rams losing to the Packers 35-26, which gives you Super Bowl. Number one Packers, number two Chiefs. And the Packers then winning the Super Bowl 30-28 in a heart stopper, bringing the Lombardi Trophy home again. That's according to CBS Sports, who ran the odds. So is this real? Do you feel it's going to happen? Or is this the ultimate in jinx and it's a great big all crap moment? Because that's the way some of you kind of took it once I uh, retweeted it. There's your all crap moment. I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock in all of that, but uh, I'd be damned if it wouldn't come out that way. I'd be happy about that. That's for damn sure. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we've got ourselves a Friday edition of the program and we're just going to get set for, uh, we're going to talk a lot about food and what we're going to be watching the games with this weekend. What you doing this weekend? Who else do we have? We got Mike Clemens in the last hour of the program tomorrow. We got a J Dillon, uh, AJ Dillon, the running back for the green Bay Packers is going to be here tomorrow. A J Dillon's going to sauce. The sauce is going to be here tomorrow. Uh, Andrew Brandt tomorrow. Possibly. See if he's possibly Andrew Brandt. Uh, If he can uh, squeeze us in, we're going to get a hold of Andrew Brandt tomorrow. So we got a lot. AJ the sauce joining us tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see if he comes on after the food talk. Can't wait. Can't wait. Because I want to know what he's eating. Maybe ask him how he stays warm on the field. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to get into the whole. uh, Hey, by the way, have you ever taken Viagra? There you go. But AJ the sauce Dylan on the show tomorrow got all that coming up tomorrow. Uh this is from the Brewers tasting room. Said uh unit you gave me a little bit of hope there with the baseball story. I still feel they're going to come back to the bargaining table and get this thing done. When do I head out to spring training? I that's a great question. Look, if I'm if I would be booking a spring training trip, okay? I would probably book it. I think you're safe right around uh St. Patrick's Day. Right around St. Patrick's Day. That week, you you probably will see baseball at some point that week. So you're probably safe there. They don't want to eat into the beginning of the regular season. So that would be an abbreviated spring, uh, spring training. So you probably that week you're safe because uh, at the end of the month is when they actually start the regular season. So I think you're safe there. I think you're safe that week. If you're going to book a trip, that's what I would say to do. By the way, Juju Smith-Schuster coming back. He's going to practice today with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looks like he's coming back. Uh, I had already mentioned that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Uh, Leonard Fournette, as we talked about yesterday, coming back. So much like the Green Bay Packers, a lot of these teams getting these guys back off of the injured reserve and getting them ready now for the postseason. So a lot of teams hoping, at least, to be as close to full strength as possible. So there you go. Uh, and by the way, um, the, uh, the question was, how did the Packers find out a lot of these guys like Whitney Merciless, Whitney Merciless were ready to go? Uh, the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, said earlier that the, uh, the trainer, Brian Engel, let the coaches know on Monday in their staff meeting that Whitney Merciless had made great progress. He was ready to practice. He said Merciless was determined to make it back from, uh, from the time he got injured. He wanted to be back and ready for the postseason. He's made it his goal to come back and be ready and support this team in the postseason. So you can almost say damned if he didn't make it because it looks like, it looks like Whitney Merciless will also be uh, back on the, back on the field and ready to go. Everybody was back at practice today, short of uh, Marcos Vela Scantley who's still nursing the back injury and uh, Shannon Sullivan. Those two guys weren't there, but everybody else was back. So uh, obviously, you know, no um, Elton Jenkins and no Robert Tunyon, but, Everybody else back in the practice field today. So good stuff there for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Jay writes, uh, so you're going to be down at the the Brat Stop tonight. Uh, my wife and I are going to swing by. It's Bears country, isn't it? That's okay. Bear the Bears. Bears fans have no idea what to do right now. They're just walking around a limbo, just, just just staring up into the sky. They feel like they got a quarterback, but they don't have a GM. They don't have a coach. And Georgia McCaskey is 99 and. Her son's doing a great job and the fans love it. Yay. You know, so they don't know what to do right now. So come on out tonight. We're going to be down at the the brat Stop in Kenosha tonight. Six to eight. It's the uh the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's so brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. So gonna be good. Um Rick says, by the way, if you talk to Andrew Brandt tomorrow, ask him if he's changed his mind on Aaron Rodgers leaving. I will. I don't think he has, but I will. He's gonna to stick to his guns. But I'll talk to him more about that. And I want to know, because I don't. I, I think when I tried to ask him the question the last time we spoke, uh, I think I was asking it more as a wishful thinking. But I kind of said to him about a player taking less. And he said, look, no players ever come back and said, hey, tear up my contract. I'll take. I want less money. He said, usually what they do is they try to figure out a way to kind of kick the can down the road. But because he's nearing the end of his contract, or the end of his tenure, really, that he said, look, I, you don't. You can only push that down so far. So they don't know if they're going to be able to do that. So we'll see, we'll see. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. You want to hit us up later on tonight? Go ahead and do so.